0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the stress podcast. I'm really excited to sit here today in the new year with Dr. Corey Stern and record a new podcast episode for you. So hello and welcome Dr. Corey Stern. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good today. It's been a very, very busy day
0: and I'm working on how I'm getting a lot of things done. (laughs) Great. Wonderful. Yeah, I think we all do. I think we're all used this week in order to kind of get back into the swing of things and um, I'm really excited to talk with you today about all things health and because I know that's what you're specializing in but before we jump into all of these different things I always ask three just really simple basic questions to my um, podcast guests just to kind of you know kind of get grounded and also understand um What who you are and and what you've been up to. So the three questions are, where are you located? What time is it? And what have you been up to before jumping on the podcast with us today? I'm in New York City,
1: and it's 2.20pm. And I have done about 100 things before (laughs) uh, sitting down to talk to you. I have two dogs that spent an hour walking in the park this morning, which is, you know, the the high point of my day usually and then come home and feed the dogs and i have a special needs son so i cook him a healthy breakfast and then i have to run i ran out and did a bunch of errands i was at the post office and the bank and the health food store and um, came home and did some paperwork um, up until this moment
0: Amazing. Okay, well, we are really excited to have you today. Tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do in your professional life.
1: Well, my degree is in chiropractic, but I decided to specialize in natural nutrition. I I had an experience when I was a teenager where I healed my own chronic strep throat infection using nutrition. And that led me on a journey of wanting to be able to help other people with the same thing. And in New York State, you can uh, practice nutrition as a chiropractor. So I decided to get a chiropractic license so I could do that. And I own my own private practice in New York City. And um, I also teach other practitioners how to help patients with nutrition. I have my own um, health channel on YouTube. And, and I also run my household. So I am a, you know, very busy, very busy
0: person. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kind of a typical New Yorker. (laughs) (laughs) Always kind of running around and adapting to this fast paced life.
1: Yes, I've been here all my life. So I don't know any other
0: way of living. Yeah, yeah. Um, Corey, I'd love to go back a little bit to kind of that first story that you shared with us in terms of, you know, you had strep throat, chronic strep throat, and you healed yourself. Take us a little bit back into that, you know, situation and into that experience. How old were you? And how, you know, how did you just kind of know how to heal yourself?
1: So I think my story really starts before I was born with my parents um, being very unhealthy. My parents were both heavy cigarette smokers. Um, They also smoked a lot of marijuana. Pretty sure my mom was doing all that while she was pregnant with me. And they were raised on a poor diet of basically what I call garbage food. It's not actually food, it's processed products. So they were not in the best of health. And that's what my body got made out of as, you know, as a fetus. And then as a baby and young child, I was being fed that. Also, I was, I remember having um, Pepsi in my in my baby bottle. And um, so I was always sick, always, I always had ear infections, throat infections, um, urinary tract infections. I was always on antibiotics as a child and thought it was normal. I thought all kids were taking medicine all the time. I had no idea that, you know, I wasn't healthy. I didn't know. And, uh, by the time I was 15, I had a chronic, uh, strep throat infection that just wouldn't respond to anything that the medical doctor was giving me one antibiotic after another. And it it was summertime. And I'm a teenager. And I'm too sick to actually go have fun, hang out with my friends. I I got really angry. I said, Okay, you know what medical doctors don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to help people um, be healthy. So I'm going to figure it out myself. That's, that's what kind of person I am. I still do that to this day how was your
0: diet at that point when you were kind of going through that okay still terrible yeah
1: yeah yeah i didn't know that it was terrible Mm -hmm. it was just the normal it was just how you grew up
0: yeah yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah i never actually very rarely did we eat what i now consider to be food things that grow in the ground grow in a tree or have a mother and are minimally processed you know, mm-hmm. just to give you an example, I would have sugary cereal for breakfast or chocolate milk. I would have um, Skippy peanut butter and Welch's grape jelly on white Wonder Bread for lunch with, um, you know, some kind of um, pr- processed dessert and juice. And then I would come home and I would eat cookies and drink soda and eat candy and then dinner. Uh, my mom worked, so she often would just bring home fast food, uh, McDonald's or Burger King or Kentucky Fried Chicken or pizza. Then I would eat more sugar after dinner. So that's that's all I ate. So now I'm 15 and I'm sick in bed and I decide I'm going to figure out how to fix myself. So I started doing research and this is back in the mid 70s because I'm going to be 60 very soon. And, um, you know, I I was reading books, Um, we didn't have computers back then there was no search engines. Um, And I Mm -hmm. read a a magazine that was that I stumbled on called prevention. And Mm -hmm. it was the only alternative health magazine that was readily available at the time. And when I read that magazine, I discovered that there was actually a connection between what you eat, and the state of your health. And that was the first time that I ever understood that. Um, so I understood then exactly why I was so sick. And I decided to change my own diet. When I was 15, I was working as a babysitter, making a dollar an hour at the time, which was big money back then. And I spent all of my own money on food i went to the there was one little local health food store in manhattan at the time in my neighborhood and i went there and i bought all you know clean products organic things i i stopped eating sugar i stopped eating white flour preservatives tried to avoid chemicals and in that health food store i discovered a book that was called back to eden and it was written in the 1920s, and it was an herbal, mm-hmm. I would say, an herbal Bible. It had every single herb on planet Earth and its therapeutic application. And I, I devoured that book. I was obsessed with it, and I started buying herbs and making concoctions for myself in my bedroom. My parents thought I would, lost my mind, but um, mm-hmm. but the end result was that I cured myself. So... Um, That's when the seed was planted in me that I would be able Mm -hmm. to help other people uh, restore their health naturally with, with what's put on planet Earth for us to actually utilize to maintain health. And so many people have lost contact with that concept.
0: Yeah. Wow. And I'm sure a lot of us are wondering now how long Did it take you that process of, you know, like, learning about all of these different things at the age of 15, and then actually making that connection of it actually works?
1: It didn't take that long. Um, Maybe because I was young. I I Mm -hmm. think it was just a few weeks before. I mean, I don't think it was a sudden healing. I think I started feeling better um, slowly. And then, and then I was good I stopped getting sick I stopped getting sick for a long time for Mm -hmm. for years for years Mm -hmm. I stopped getting sick and then I in my early 20s I I gave birth to a son with a rare um, genetic disorder and the stress of dealing with that he needed many surgeries he had uh, he's had 18 major surgeries he's 36 now Uh, the stress of dealing with that as a young mom caused me to start eating badly Mm. again, and Mm. my health suffered. So I went through um, a process again of figuring out how to help myself and clean up my diet. And, you know, many people go through this, though. My patients go through similar things where they learn how to eat properly. They learn how to um, improve their health and then something happens in life that pulls them back into old habits and yeah. then they have to start over again you know human progress is rarely a straight line
0: yeah wonder yeah absolutely i can totally relate to that as well i feel like i grew up eating you know home cooked meals my granny was actually cooking for us um lunch um, because in Germany when you go to school it kind of finishes at like 12 or 1 so we would always go to my grandma and grandpa after school and they would cook she would cook for us and you know she would have you know kind of like the healthy German German diet you know like lots of butter but you know definitely some kind of veggies and things like that she was always very conscious about um, cooking healthy in her in her mind right you know she's 89 now and um, I'm sure you know there's obviously um, that we have like different perceptions of what healthy is but we did have a lot of sweets always after after lunch and I feel like we just got used to always eating something sweet after after lunch or after dinner and you mentioned that as well Um, I so I can totally relate to that and it is still I have broken through that many times now in my life of, you know, creating that healthier diet and creating, um, yeah, I'm totally a sugar addict, 100%. And, and I have broken through that multiple times. But yeah, when I go through more difficult or more stressful times, I definitely always revert back to to that.
1: Well, let's talk about that, because that actually has a lot to do with handling stress. Mm -hmm. And there's a connection between uh, sugar cravings and stress. So Mm -hmm. that's the the number one thing that I help people with, because almost everybody that comes to me says what you just said. Mm -hmm. Um, When when in in stressful times, you revert back to your old habits, which include um, eating a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. So, When you have a lot of sugar in your diet, you become mineral deficient. Mm -hmm. Sugar, sugar and minerals don't get along really well. Sugar competes with minerals to get into your cells. So when you're eating a lot of sugar, you will become mineral deficient. And the other Mm -hmm. aspect to this is that when you're under stress, you need more minerals. And you burn more minerals when you're under stress so you also be the stress itself causes you to become mineral deficient. And when you're mineral deficient you're going to have cravings because your body is looking to correct the deficiency and most Mm -hmm. people interpret the craving as needing sugar so. Mm -hmm. um, let's just talk about minerals for a minute, because a lot of people Uh, don't really know what they are. Right. That would have been my next question. (laughs) So minerals are substances that your body requires to make your systems work. Um, I I consider it like turning the key in a in a car to turn the to turn the engine on. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's many, many different minerals that you need. Uh, Let's name some of them. Um, Calcium, magnesium. zinc iron iodine phosphorus copper there's a lot of them a lot of them and you need all of them Mm -hmm. minerals are what planet earth is made up of and to Mm -hmm. to a great degree your body as well Mm -hmm. so if you are deficient in any of those minerals or you have uh less of one or you don't have the right ratio of them there's your body systems are not going to work properly Mm -hmm. you're not going to feel well something's Mm going to go wrong Um, take for example iodine your thyroid needs iodine to produce thyroid hormone and many people are deficient in iodine Um, it's found primarily in the sea so in shellfish and in um, kelp and seaweed in sea salt. But some people don't eat any shellfish or seaweed or and they're avoiding salt. Salt, Mm -hmm. by the way, is also an essential mineral. So um, a lot of people avoid salt because they're told it's bad for them. Mm -hmm. You actually need it. And if you don't eat it, things are going to go wrong in your body so iodine if you're deficient in iodine your thyroid is not going to function properly and thyroid disease at least in the u.s is epidemic it's epidemic people Mm -hmm. so many people have thyroid issues Mm -hmm. and if your thyroid is under functioning you're going to feel sluggish and exhausted you might get constipated you'll gain weight and you can't lose it you'll have dry skin and hair you'll have an intolerance to cold. So you'll feel terrible. And mm-hmm. that's what an iodine deficiency can cause. So getting back to the concept of being under stress, you're under mm-hmm. stress and you're having anxiety or um, nervousness and you're reaching for foods that make you feel better temporarily that include sugar. Now you're causing more of a a mineral deficiency and you're going to have more sugar cravings and you're going to feel worse and you're going to be in this vicious cycle Mm. that can only be broken by correcting the mineral deficiency, which will help your body to handle stress better and reduce your sugar cravings. So that's really what I, I have to help people do. The other component to it is is eating good quality fat. So mm-hmm. you mentioned your granny used a lot of butter. Butter mm-hmm. is actually an excellent mm-hmm. form of fat as long as mm-hmm. it's good quality butter. So mm-hmm. butter should be um, made from milk that comes straight out of the cow, that's not pasteurized, raw milk, um, out of a grass-fed cow. That butter is packed with nutrition it's so good for you and butter is not the only good fat you know there's a lot of misinformation about fat out there so people think of butter oh it's high in cholesterol it's going to cause heart disease um saturated fat which is what we're talking about butter and things like um uh, and any kind of animal fat is actually essential nutrients. Um, What's really bad is commercial fats. So commercial oils, seed oils, canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, things made out of seeds are highly inflammatory. So Mm -hmm. if you're eating too much of the bad fats and you're not eating enough of the good fats because you think they're bad for you, it's going to affect your ability to handle stress also, because your brain needs fat. Your brain is mostly fat. Mm-hmm. Your hormones need fat and cholesterol. Um, they're most, that's what they're made out of. So when people are really deficient, um, in fat and, and, uh, minerals, they, they cannot handle stress that's when you start seeing symptoms like anxiety and depression and insomnia Mm -hmm. um, panic attacks and then people end up turning to pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. which you know nobody has an anti anti anti-depression medication deficiency you know what i'm saying that's not going to fix the problem so just replenishing your your minerals and your fats um goes a long way towards reducing cravings and helping your body to manage stress better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would be able to handle my life if I didn't make sure I was getting enough minerals and, and good quality
0: fat. Yeah. And so, you know, I think this is so interesting and there's so many things that resonate with me where I'm already like, I probably need to get one or the other mineral. Um I've been really increasing my magnesium intake, um, because I really, yeah, I feel like I'm really magnesium depleted. um, But iodine actually resonates very strongly with me. So I will add that as well. And the question then here is, do you recommend your clients to take supplements to supplement that? Or do you, you know, I there's always I think that question between, do I try to just have a much healthier diet and buy all these different things to try and get it naturally? Or do I take a supplement? That is an excellent question.
1: So the first thing that we have to look at is where do minerals actually come from? How does, how do minerals get into food? So minerals are from the soil, right? So anything growing in the soil, plants, let's say vegetables and fruits, and then also animals eating grass, animals eating food from the earth have the minerals in them unless the soil that the food is growing in doesn't have minerals in it. And when you're talking about the United States, you're talking about a very mineral depleted soil in commercial farming. Um, Not only that, but animals were treated very poorly. They're not fed what they're supposed to eat. So... In commercial farming cows are not fed grass they're fed grain cows are not supposed to be eating grain so they're mineral deficient they're not healthy they're being shot up with antibiotics and hormones. Um, So the solution is to eat your food from number one to eat your food from a small scale family farm with you know clean um, nutrient rich soil. And I actually have a link that people can go on in the US and find the closest farm to them where they can get food like that. And I'm just like, I'm trying to spread the word and trying to get as many people um, to eat off these clean nutrient dense farms as much as possible. So that's definitely an important um, action to take. However, if you're deficient, You may not be even if you eat that food, you may not be able to correct the deficiency that you have with food alone. So Mm -hmm. just to think of it this way i'm going to just make something up let's say you're 100 milligrams in your body deficient in iodine. And that would mean that you have to eat, you know 50 pieces of seaweed a day to you know correct that deficiency. Is that is that viable? Are you going to be able to eat that much of whatever it is that you need? And how do you know exactly how much you're getting? So usually, when somebody's deficient, we want to give them supplementation to correct the deficiency, and they may not need to stay on that supplement forever, especially if they uh, move over to a really good nutrient dense diet. Um, uh, the supplements that I use. Are made out of food. They're actually grown on a farm. Mm. There, mm. I use a, a company primarily. I don't only use one company, but I use a company that uh, primarily that um, is the oldest nutritional supplement company in the United States. It's ninety five years old, and they have their own farm, mm. and they grow most of their own stuff. So when you're when you're considering what kind of supplement to take, it's I think it's really important that your supplement is, is food based because otherwise Mm -hmm. it's not biologically compatible with your body. You don't want to take high doses of synthetic nutrients that are made out of chemicals. Um, So on my website, there's a link to that um, company. People want to check it out. Yeah.
0: Great. Yeah. Awesome really great um this is super super interesting information and so you know you already kind of talked about kind of that connection between stress and food and supplements so that's really helpful and um you know the other thing that i was thinking about as we are kind of starting this new year is you know a lot of people are especially in january setting all of these new intentions and these new resolutions to eat better, and to work out more, um, and to strengthen the immune system. Can you you talk to us a little bit about how to strengthen the immune system? And also, if there's something that we should particularly pay attention to when we're maybe getting back into this healthy rhythm of trying to be healthier, both physically and nutritionally?
1: Absolutely. So, To answer the first question about the immune system, the most important thing to start with is to try to reduce your toxic load. A lot of people don't know that toxins deplete the immune system. You think about your immune system in terms of pathogens, right? Germs, um, viruses, bacteria, fungus, parasites. But the immune system responds to toxins the same way it responds to Germs. It attacks anything that's, you know, considered a foreign invader that's posing a threat to the body. So, just give you an example. Um, You're brushing your teeth with a toothpaste that has fluoride, fluoride in it, and fluoride is toxic. And now every time you put that in your mouth and your, your body's absorbing some of it, your immune system is getting activated and trying to do something about it. This is one of the biggest ways of depleting your immune system is exposing yourself over and over to toxins. Mm -hmm. And there are so many ways of exposing yourself. So, some, some toxins you're not going to be able to avoid because they're in the air. And even if you go, let's say you go into somebody else's house and they and they've just sprayed the, the air with some toxic air freshener and you're breathing that in and you didn't know that was going to happen, that was unavoidable. So what I tell people to do is control what you can control. Mm -hmm. clean up your own area clean up your own environment so Mm -hmm. um, number one with food avoiding processed products that have chemicals added number two with your personal care products don't use products that have that are toxic um use as clean as products as clean as you can get preferably organic right organic means that There's no pesticides in them and any natural ingredients were grown in organic soil, so Mm -hmm. there it's a much lower toxic load. Don't clean your house with toxic household cleaners A lot of people are going crazy using bleach and Lysol and it's just it's not good for you and it's not necessary don't wash your clothes in commercial detergents and fabric softeners fragrances in products are very toxic. I have a whole video just on
0: fragrances
1: Mm -hmm. and how toxic they are. They cause cancer and they're addictive. They're actually Mm -hmm. addictive. So look at your own personal environment and try to keep it as clean as you can to start the process of strengthening your immune system. And I actually have on my website, I have a free um, PDF that you can Um, access and it's called everyday items you never knew were toxic Mm -hmm. so even things like toilet paper Mm -hmm. and beer and tea bags (laughs) so i just go through you know what why they're toxic and what alternatives you can look at and my whole health channel i talk about these things so if you people need more information don't try to do everything all at once. Don't get yourself overwhelmed. That's when you're finished with this shampoo, replace it with something better. Do it that way. Do it gradually.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. So yeah.
1: also in terms of keeping your immune system strong, I mean, I have a lot of exposure to sick people every day because sick people come mm-hmm. to see me when they're sick mm-hmm. to, to, for me to help them get better. So I just stay on a regimen of the basics the basic immune system vitamins and minerals that support Mm -hmm. your body so things like vitamin c and d and zinc and a lot of people don't know this but calcium they think of calcium as being a mineral important for bones but it's actually also important for your immune system Mm -hmm. i have a pre i have several videos about this so If um, you wanna learn more about how can calcium help you with your immune system, calcium is actually a great fever reducer. You don't have to take something toxic like Tylenol. Um, There's special forms of calcium that you can take instead. So that's really the most important thing to keep your immune system strong. Avoid toxins, eat nutrient-dense food, take some correct your your immune system vitamin deficiencies Mm -hmm. make sure to get enough sleep Mm -hmm. because you do your healing in your sleep Mm -hmm. and then you know you have the other basics like if you want to if you're not exercising if you have a sedentary job where you're sitting in front of a computer all day at least try to go for a walk several times a week you don't have to get into the gym and, and, you know, start a a vigorous program right away. That's not a good idea because, um, if you're mostly sitting, you're going to be a little bit atrophied. So you want to start off slow Mm -hmm. and gentle walking is a normal biological activity. Um, especially if you can walk on natural surfaces, try to get sun as much as you can. Um, at least fifteen minutes a day. When I mean today in New York, there's no sun, so I feel sun deficient today. Mm-hmm. And and then try to give yourself exposure to healthy electromagnetic fields. So what do we mean by that? You know, your cell phone has a toxic electromagnetic uh, frequency coming out of it, and is bad for you. But the Earth has therapeutic electromagnetic frequency coming out of it and it's good for you and it's part of what we're supposed to be receiving um, to stay healthy so if you're in a location where you can walk barefoot on natural surfaces that's one way of getting the good electromagnetic field if you can't do that like I cannot do that where I live um, there are actual mats that you can lay on that produce the the frequency they're called pulse electromagnetic frequency mats i have one in my okay. office that i have my patients lay on as just a little therapeutic treatment um i i have it on my i, I have one on my website if people want to look at it um something okay. that you can just have in your house and do every day for 20 minutes um to yeah.
0: improve very interesting Huh? And so what is the best way to identify deficiencies?
1: That is such a <laughs> very interesting question. Okay. So in my opinion, and you know, b- different practitioners are going to have different opinions about this, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the way I do it mm-hmm. is through a technique called muscle testing or applied kinesiology, some people might have heard of this. Mm -hmm. I I I use a specific technique called nutrition response testing, which allows me to be able to evaluate a body and find out very specifically what the body needs. Um, I find this the most accurate way of determining what a body needs. I've been doing it for many years with great results and my evidence is in the results, right? People get better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Functional medical doctors will do blood work and that's how they'll find out. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that doesn't work. It's usually somewhat expensive. And I just find that my way of doing it seems at least from my observation to work more effectively and be much less expensive. So Mm -hmm. this is something that I'm able to do um, both in person as well as virtually. So I have a lot Mm -hmm. of virtual patients. Mm -hmm. We get the same great results, whether it's virtual or um, we have a body in front of us. If Mm -hmm. you, um, if anybody, uh, any of your listeners are interested in finding somebody that does something like this in their area, I can um refer you i Amazing. I teach it, so I know everybody in the United States that does that does what I do
0: uh-huh, incredible, yeah, thank you so much. that's so so interesting um and I think you know you shared already so many valuable resources that we can find on your website. What is the website link and I will obviously link it to the show notes as well, but I do wanna just mention it out loud as well.
1: Yeah, so it's really simple. It's drcori.com. D-R-C-O-R-I.com. So on that website, you can get your free PDF about the everyday items that you never knew were toxic. You can mm-hmm. look at that um, supplement company that's, that has supplements made out of food. It's called Standard Process. And then I have a few mm-hmm. items that are really, um, that I love on my website that I sell. Um, Mm -hmm. Everything that I have on there are things that I use for my own health. And then Mm -hmm. I also have a a YouTube health channel, Dr. Corey Stern, Take Control of Your Health. So you can find that on YouTube. And I have Mm -hmm. many, many, many videos on every health topic from diabetes to thyroid issues to adrenal burnout to stress, (laughs) managing Mm -hmm. stress naturally, heart health, immune system, anything you can think of. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm putting more as often as I can. It's hard to find time to do it, but.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: wow. It sounds like passion. you
0: created an amazing library of things. Yeah. I do have one more question and it's more of a personal question, but I do want to share it just, you know, here in the podcast as well, because some people might relate to it. So as I mentioned, you know, I've been, you know, getting into kind of the new year, starting to be more active again. And I just um, have recently kind of, reignited my passion for hot yoga. (laughs) And, um, you know, and I've been sweating a lot. And I've been really wondering, do I need to pay attention to like the mineral intake? Like, what do I best do in order to make sure that I'm not depleting myself and actually do something for myself that's unhealthy for me? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, great question. And this would apply to whether you're doing hot yoga or going into a sauna on a regular basis Mm -hmm. or heavy exercise where you're sweating a lot. So sweating is really good for you because it Mm -hmm. detoxifies your body. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do lose minerals and water. So you have to make sure Mm -hmm. number one, that you stay hydrated. And number Mm -hmm. two, a very simple way of making sure that you don't become mineral deficient is putting a quarter teaspoon of good quality, let's say pink Himalayan salt in an eight ounce serving of water and just sipping that um, mm-hmm. And if that tastes good and it makes you feel good, you might even need a little bit more. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about um, overdoing it with that. I mean, you're not going to put a whole um, salt shaker full, but just you know, a teaspoon a day is is going to be good for you. And then, and or some good quality quality electrolytes um, added to your water if you prefer. So if you, some people don't mm-hmm. like the taste of salt. But electrolytes basically are salt. Um, that's, you know, electrolytes are, and, and pink Himalayan salt also is loaded with other minerals. It's not just salt. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have people do that. I have so many people just adding a little salt to their water. And I people come back to me and say, wow, that was a game changer. I can't believe how much better I feel, especially if they've been avoiding salt and they're salt huh. deficient. So I have a video on that. What happens when you don't eat salt? It's called, and mm-hmm. that was a very popular video because there's so much mis- misinformation about it. But yeah, good for you doing the hot yoga. It's wonderful, mm-hmm. and um, it is just yeah. Uh, yeah, just bring a just bring a bottle of salt water with you, and and you can even sip it throughout the class. Um yeah. and it's and if you get lightheaded, that is a de- definite. Um, Symptom of kind
0: of the, the symptom. Being, yes. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Well, thank you so so much. This was so interesting, and I'm really excited that we got to talk today. So thank you so much for all of the information. Again, you know, I will share all of the things that you mentioned in the show notes as well. The main website to find dr cory stern is drcory.com. I will definitely make sure to check out that website as well. And maybe one last question in terms of books and maybe reading material? Is there a book that you feel like has changed your life in that regard? That you maybe keep on reading or that you constantly, you know, reference and tell people to read? Yes, there's a lot of them. But if I'm going to pick
1: one, it's called Nutrition and Physical Degeneration. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that is the basis for my understanding of how Mm -hmm. nutrition creates health. And there's a lot of photos in there too so if you're somebody that doesn't like to read and you just want to look at the pictures (laughs) um they speak a thousand words so that's a great one and then also maybe lick the sugar habit is a good one by nancy Mm -hmm.
0: appleton yeah okay great well thank you so much again and if you have been listening now to this podcast my dear listener and you feel like you found this information super helpful and you would love to share it with somebody else because you know a couple of different people that are maybe sugar, sugar cravers. And then make sure to share this podcast episode with them because it will help them as well to start better into the new year. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. And yeah, I hope that I hear you and see you again in the next podcast episode. Take care until then. And I'll talk to you soon. And thank you again, Dr. Corey Stern.